Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, it's Sunday, so you know we're going to continue the mailbag. we got two voicemails today that we're going to be playing. I'm also going to be talking about the growth that we're seeing in P-Will so far this season, and Daylon Terry continues to ball out in the G League and what that could mean for his future. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So as we've all kind of seen, Patrick Williams is putting together one of the best months of his NBA career uh, this season. And it's been great to see uh, the growth that he's had, averaging some of the best points he's he's had, um, the highest number of points uh, per game in a month that Patrick Williams has ever had. Looking at Patrick Williams' um, numbers in the month of November so far, he's averaging, so far in the month of November, Patrick Williams is averaging 11.3 points per game, only one turnover per game, uh, two personal fouls per game, which is lower for him. And then he's also chipping in five rebounds, uh, 1.1 assists, 1.4 blocks, shooting the ball overall 51% from the field and 50% from three-point range. And while that's key is that he's taken in this month so far Three three-pointers per game, which is the highest number of his career, and also averaging 8.3 shots per game, which is also highest in his career. He, he's always hovered right around six, 6.5 to 7 shots per game for his career. We're seeing Patrick Williams completely ball out and finally round out into that player that we want. But some of the things that I do want to talk about is the things that don't throw up on the stat sheet, just to try, kind of bring all home just how Patrick Williams not only is growing as a player, but also growing in the role of playing power forward. Because I know for a lot of Bulls fans, they say, oh, Patrick Williams' natural position is this. He's not a true power forward, even though there are players playing much shorter than him with smaller wingspans playing power forward over the course of the NBA. But the key thing, right, I'm going to talk about true shooting percentage. One, his true shooting percentage is 61%, which is good enough for 72nd percentile in the NBA, meaning he's at the top half of the NBA in true shooting percentage. But some of the key things that we're seeing here for him, his rim defense he, he forces his opponents at the rim to shoot 4.3% less than what they usually do by the rim, which is good enough for the 65th percentile in the NBA. His, his rim frequency, which the rim frequency is the percentage that uh, the, uh, the opponents even get to the rim with him guarding, is 39.6%, which is good enough for the 60th percentile in the whole entire NBA. Another key thing. His block rate, we know we need uh, we, we need so far on this team rim protection, right, which is more than just blocks. I keep saying most of you guys, when you talk about rim protection, just go to blocks. There's more things to rim protection than blocks. But with that being said, his block percentage, he actually blocks 3.7% of all shots that he that he that available when he's in the game. That's good enough for the 86th percentile in the NBA. That is almost elite status when it comes to block percentage. And his versatility, meaning the uh, varying in, in positions that he guards on the floor, is, is rated at a 34, 
which is the 37th percentile in the NBA. But we know he doesn't really, they don't, the Bulls don't really use him a lot on switches. But, you know, with that being said, that's that's one of those things uh, that we also want to talk about with that. His defensive rebounding rate has also skyrocketed. He's, he's getting 4.4% of the available uh, defensive rebounds that he's in position for, um, which is good enough for almost the 50th percentile in the NBA, which is well above what he's averaged at his career so far, which is around 25 to 30%. He has grown so much in a player that's settling in his role, that's been playing this role now for, for uh, the, the whole season and the back half of last season when he did come back. We're seeing Patrick Williams round out and start just understanding what he needs to do so much. It's easy to see as well. For the people that do watch the games, you see Patrick Williams is using his body in a way better way than what he ever has in the NBA, using that length better, using the strength better, realizing if he just puts a body on people, bumps people from time to time, it completely changes the play defensively, even if it's not his man he's guarding. We're seeing Patrick Williams really grow a lot, and I did want to just talk about that because we're, we're, it's it's huge to see. Also, his three-point attempt rate, 41, 40% of three-point attempts that he's taken, which is good enough, again, 50th percentile in the NBA. His offensive rebounding rate, good enough for the 61st percentile in the NBA. Patrick Williams is growing hugely. And with that being said, his production load usage rate has actually dropped some, which is, is wild because he's taking more shots. We're seeing Patrick Williams develop and turn into the player and start scratching that surface of the potential that we all saw, that AK and Eversley saw in Patrick Williams, and it's been great to see. Now, I know a lot of these numbers, these are these are advanced analytics numbers. These aren't raw stats, so it may be kind of over some people's head, but to basically what this means, to just bring it all into something more tangible, Patrick Williams is balling. Patrick Williams is playing the best basketball offensively and defensively that we've ever seen from him and being consistent in doing so, on top of that, he has now put in his four straight games of scoring over double digits, right? That's what we need from Patrick Williams. We know he's not going to get a lot of shots by the nature of this team. He just isn't. But he's starting to grow and develop and pick his spots better, take his shots more confidently. The fact that his usage rate has gone down a little bit, whereas his efficiency and everything has gone up, is just showing that he's no longer passing up on some of the shots that he's passed up for on much in his career. This is great to see from Patrick Williams. Great to see. Now, his PER is only 11.94. I want to see that rise. And I do think by the way that he's shooting things, we're going to see that skyrocket. The highest PER of his career for a season was last season, which was a partial season, but he had a PER of 12.76. Hopefully, Patrick Williams, if he can get that efficiency up more towards the 15 area, he can easily be. If he's getting that type of efficiency, we're going to see Patrick Williams be a 12-point-per-game five to six rebound per game, about three assists per game player um, this season. And we could continue to see that develop as well. Like, it's been great to see this growth of Patrick Williams. He's just, he's he's nailing it. He's doing everything that he needs to do. Now, another young player that's going to be key for the Chicago Bulls' future is Daylon Terry. I told you guys I was going to be giving updates on Daylon Terry since he's down in the G League. In the game yesterday in the G League, he scored 13 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. Only four turnovers. He went four from 11 from the field. And once again, the Bulls just looked better on the court when what, well, the Windy City Bulls looked better when Daylon Terry was on the court. Marco Simonovic also chipping in uh, 16 rebounds and 16 points as well. One steal um, from him in that last game. And then Malcolm Hill, again, these are the players that we do expect to see. 
20 points from Malcolm Hill, eight rebounds, three uh, three assists. Again, the Bulls players down there in the Windy City Bulls, if you guys aren't watching it, they play a good, a good brand of basketball. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see. And um, to just see the growth of Dalen Terry as well, since we don't get to see him in a lot of actual NBA games, it's just been great to see. The Windy City Bulls had a week off, and in that week he came back, and that, that was the production that Dalen Terry gave um, in the game that he played last Saturday as well. Dalen Terry chipped in 11.6 rebounds, one assist, one steal. What we're seeing Dalen Terry turn into is exactly what we thought he was going to be coming into the NBA, is that player that, wow, he's scoring double-digit points. We probably won't be seeing that in the NBA anytime soon, but just a player that's able to just dictate and change the tone of a game by the way that he's able to do just everything on the court pretty well. Solid defense, rebounding pretty well, good facilitator. Uh, Dalen Terry has the future of the Bulls really bright when you look at him. I.O. Patrick Williams coming along a lot better right now as well. Uh, Marco Simonovic still like he's putting up numbers in the G League. I just I, hopefully at some point we can see that translate to NBA minutes for him. But at the end of the day, Dalen Terry is down there balling. And if you guys haven't watched the Windy City Bulls play because it's G League basketball, especially while the Bulls have this time off. Definitely go down, check out some of these Windy City games. They're easily available on the on the G League's YouTube channel. They have all the games up there. It's probably I think this is the first year they've done that. Just easily accessible. Don't have to worry about, hey, do I have to stream it here, stream it there? So make sure you guys go and check it out and support our young players as they're down there balling out. All right, let's get into the voicemails. We have two voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Jamal. What's up, hey? It's your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you. Three minutes, let's get into it. <laughs> So, coming off of the loss uh, or against um, OKC, I'm not shocked that we lost. We have a bad habit of playing downtown competition. OKC has always played us really hard for whatever odd reason. I don't know why they do it. But if you watch OKC, you know that they've been playing really hard this season. They might have a losing record like us, but they've actually been really close to some games. The issues that I'm seeing with the Bulls, besides them coming out lackluster, um, even though they came out really hot in the beginning, them just not keeping that energy up, is that they're not trusting each other. And that's really sad. Is that they're not trusting each other, Not they're not playing to their strength and everything like that. We have a guy in Ayo a guy who, who likes to run and get the ball out on a fast break, but we're not letting him do that as much. And granted, I get it, there are certain opportunities that present themselves, but I feel like we should sometimes give the ball to him and say, hey, go, one and everything, one with him. We have a guy in Patrick Williams who's playing phenomenal right now, but we're not winning plays for him or using him as a piece or a weapon in the offense. All they do with Patrick Williams is have him stand in the corner. Granted, part of that is on him to move without the ball himself and take cuts, but also they have him stand on the side of the corner, and maybe they'll pass it to him or maybe they won't, or they have him take a screen and just push a man off, but they never try to do a pick and roll, pick and pop, pick and nothing with him. And they're not utilizing him. We have a guy in Vucevic who is a big guy. And yes, I understand we want to do the five hour offense. I have no problem with that. But sometimes you got to take it back old school and say, Vooch, get your big butt in the post and we're going to keep feeding you the ball until they make us make a change. But we're not utilizing our strength. I know that I got a few more, about a minute left. I just want to talk about this. I watched the Golden State Warriors play the Utah Jazz that that same night because I actually need to see what a, a competent basketball team looks like from time to time. Um, and one thing I noticed, and granted, Golden State is a championship-level team, but what I noticed is that they utilize their players and they trust each other to the fullest extent. Yeah, whatever times when Curry has to go straight hero mode, absolutely. But you will not, you don't mind seeing Curry go ahead 
and set somebody else up to take that shot if he feels like it's a better shot. They utilize uh, Kevin Looney, and Kevin Looney has no offensive game whatsoever like that. But they utilize him in the offense, whether it be, hey, roll to the basket hard and try to lay it up or whatever, or pass it to somebody else. We have got to trust each other and utilize everybody. Everybody on that floor is a weapon, and everybody on that floor is a shield to one another. They have to use it. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. See where it go, Bulls. Peace. All right. So Jamal brings up a point that I think a lot of Bulls fans, especially the ones that actually watch the game, have been saying for a while, is that the Bulls' weapons aren't utilized well. We're just not. We force players into these roles. I just talked about it at the beginning of the show, the growth of Patrick Williams and just every aspect of his game, and he's still not getting plays really ran for him at all. He's just not. And, you know, when you, you want to reward a player when they're shooting that, like he's shooting 50% both from the field and from three-point range. You do, to uh, Jamal's point, a pick and pop, something. P uh, Patrick Williams is just showing so much growth in the way that he's shooting the ball and his aggression and things like that, that you want to reward that. And we're not. We're still forcing him to sit out there on the perimeter at the three-point line, which he is starting to be effective at. He's hitting that ball at, like I said, a 50% clip over at the three-point range. So he's finding ways to be productive even in that limited sets that are ran for him. But we do want to see that. And that's been one of my biggest things and gripes with Billy Donovan is that this team is just a lot of players aren't utilized to their best positions. Jamal uh, also mentioned uh, Nikola Vucevic, which we talked about. And I did get a voicemail from Ricky Carroll. I want to mention this because I can't. Ricky, you have to turn off and turn down your TV when you leave voicemails. I, I can't play your voicemails because you hear me in the background or whoever you're watching at times. And it's it's almost as loud as you. Ricky, I need you to, 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 to pause the TV when you call in to leave those voicemails because you've been leaving some really good ones. And I do want to play them. I just it's too distracting. All right. I'm sorry. How to say that. Um, but even Ricky Carroll, you know, he, he he mentioned like how I said that this team, as far as the young players, would be farther in their development if it wasn't for Demar Derozan. Which why do why do people from Chicago say Demar Derozan? Like why is it so hard to not say Derozan? Like why is that hard? But with that being said, I do think like when, I've said this before, as long as you have a player like Demar who is very limited in the way that they get, yes, he's efficient. He hits, he he's the best bad shot maker in the NBA, and he's clutch. And we know all that. This is not to say that Demar isn't a the the great player that he is and the and the clutch player that he is and how he saves the Bulls for sure at times alone. But you do have to recognize if you watch basketball that, yeah, these players that would be allowed more touches, when you have such a ball-dominant player in DeMar DeRozan, it definitely plays a part in the in the development of other players that can grow with the ball. Ayo DeSumo is one of those. We've seen when Ayo DeSumo does have the ball, he's pushing the pace, he's allowed to do more point guardsmanship He's pretty pretty solid in that. We we really haven't gotten scratched the surface of that. Now, Io to me isn't a true point guard. He's more of a combo guard that can play point guard, and that's perfectly fine because we're going to need him. He's going to be utilized big part of this team for the rest of his career. But we just are seeing players not get certain amount of touches in places that would 
definitely helped him. For example, Vooch is forced out on the perimeter because DeMar DeRozan is basically a, a post player. So, yeah, I, I, and, and that's not to say that all this can't work. It's not to say to, for me to say, oh, DeMar needs to leave. That's not it at all. But we do need a coaching staff that is going to find a way to best utilize. And even if it is a, hey, this the next four sets are going to go to P-Will. We're going to run through P-Will. Maybe not it's designed for him to shoot, but we're going to run some things for him because when we've seen Patrick Williams play that point forward position, He's done extremely well in that every single time he's been allowed to ball handle and have some things ran through him. Isles the same. Vooch, we need to operate from the inside out. All these type of things are true, right? So we we do need that growth and we need to be able to see that it's hard to really evaluate players. It's hard to really develop players if they just don't have the ball, right? Players can develop defensively, yeah, because you always have to play defense. Players can develop catch and shoot skills, exactly. But like for players to really grow and develop, in my opinion, what we've seen in the NBA. They need the opportunities with the ball in their hand, and we don't really see that for a lot of these younger players who may need that. It's part of the reason Dalen Terry, like, Dalen Terry would grow greatly being able to have some things ran through him. He's going to be down in the G League because he's just not going to have that opportunity here on this Bulls team with how they run that offense. So we do need to see some growth and development in that way, especially while the ball, while the Bulls aren't having this great overall success, right? We hope that they're going to continue to improve and, and play well over this road stretch, 2-1 and one in their last three, which is good. But as the, the team seems to struggle at certain times, it seems like they go back to the ball, the, the ISO heavy, ball dominant heavy play, and they, they don't play as a team to Jamal's point that we see some of the better teams in the NBA play. Even players that have play, uh, teams that have players with huge high usage rates like Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant. You still have opportunity, like you still see those players so much get get more opportunities than what we see here on this Bulls team, and that's a team that's having success with a high usage rate player. Um, so that's some of the things and, and ways that we need to see this team improve. But to Jamal's other point as well, the players moving without the ball, we have to, the players have to get to that. I, if Billy Donovan has to preach that in practice, if you, you you see a player standing around. And you can't pull it because it's almost everybody. If it was just one player, I'd say, pull that player. Immediately at the next time, I'll say, you got to sit down because you were standing in the corner not doing anything. But it happens to so many players on this team, You, we'd be we'd be starting Costas Antetokounmpo. So, you know, it, and I, I, pull, I pull that back to coaching, right? Yes, the players have a level of ambiguity when they're out there on the court. Things break down. Uh, plays don't always go exactly the way. You kind of got to ad hoc it at that point. But you, what we're seeing with the Chicago Bulls team with how often, how frequent it is, it's a scheme thing. And we need to improve that scheme if we want to utilize our weapons better. And um, yeah, with that being said, players have to move without the ball. They have to move with the ball. They have to do all these type of things. Movement, I've talked about this. I feel like I've been preaching this since last offseason. When you move without the ball, it forces the defense to move, which then you can find mismatches. You can find wrinkles. You can find lanes to the basket. You can do all these things with the way that the Bulls stand around and don't move without the ball sometimes. It allows the defense to just set. That's why we see the Bulls have the high number of turnovers that we do. So hopefully those things improve for the Chicago Bulls as the season continues and they find more success. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hey, This is Shay. You know, I've been hearing Bulls fans Asking for guys like Jordan Clarkson, Sadiq Bay, and all of these other wing players that everybody's talking about. Look, I now look. I know the game is going to a small ball era, but we do not need any more wings or any more scoring guards or any more of this that. Think about it. We need a little bit of size at the backup power forward spot. Now, maybe a guy like Marcus Morris, Marquise, not Marcus Morris, Marquise Morris would help out. 
because he's not being used on the Brooklyn Nets, you know, who could shoot. But as for all these other wing and guard players, we don't necessarily need. And to be honest, hell, we don't even need no scoring. We just need some outside shooting because we already got a lot of scoring. We average like 100 points per game, so the scoring is not a problem. We just need somebody who can help us rebound when it comes down to related situations, you know what I'm saying? Or or at least like a backup power forward to give Patrick Williams and Patrick Williams some help when he comes out of the game and stop putting Javante Green and Derrick Jones Jr. in these bad situations. That's what we really need. We don't necessarily need no more guard play because we got a lot of guards and we also have and we got a whole bunch of scores. Maybe like we need like some perimeter defense along with catch and shooting. But we need it at the backup power forward spot, like a 3D player, like a Daniel House. Again, Markeith Morris, you should look at names like that. Or maybe a Harrison Barnes when he, if he becomes on the buyout market. That's what we need. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, so Shea kind of contradicts himself there, as Shea tends to do. He mentioned at the end of that Daniel House. But Daniel House is 6'6". He's shorter and has a, a smaller wingspan than Sadiq Bey, which Sadiq Bey can play small forward and power forward. So yes, Sadiq Bey would be a good acquisition for this team. Now, to the point of Jordan Clarkson, I think when people mention Jordan Clarkson, it's because people fans realize like what having a dynamic scorer off the bench does. And, to, and Shea mentioned how the Bulls are averaging over 100 points per game. Yeah, they average 111.9 points per game, but guess what? That's sixth. 16th, I'm sorry, in the NBA, so in the bottom half of the NBA. So while we do have scoring, and I do still think the Bulls team can score with anybody, especially if they start playing more efficient and using their players better, having a dynamic scoring punch that's consistent off the bench would do wonders for this team. And I think that's why you see players, uh, or fans, I should say, mention the players that they do. And some of these players are uh, available and the, the, they, ex they expect to be available as well. So that's what I look at when I when I think about those type of things. Um, yeah, you're always going to have the fans that always say, hey, we should go acquire this guy. We should go acquire that guy. We should go after this. And that's just what people who don't really watch basketball in and out, they, they just love talking about trades and moves. And, you know, it's it's fun for them, right? It's not always realistic, but it's fun for them. Uh, but as far as what the Bulls fans need to do, I think regardless of what you acquire, if you acquire a player that can play that power forward position, which Sadiq Bey can, uh, he can play that power forward position and allows Javante to, to play more of just the backup three and see some things. And I think uh, Javante Green is, is much better and more efficient in that in that role as well. But Javante is going to be efficient anyway, because when he's playing with energy, it's hard to just damn stop. But, you know, on top of that. So I think a player like Jordan Clarkson, especially if you look at replacing Kobe White with that, who's already in the in the rotation, that would tremendously help the Chicago Bulls team. But I, as I said yesterday, as I continue to say, it's very unlikely that the Bulls make a major move. As the season goes on, it could be. We'll see what happens. We'll see where we are coming out of this road trip and then going into the month of, uh, of December. But, you know, the Bulls have a lot of things to improve right now. We're still under 500. That doesn't. That, that's not good at all. Uh, we're 8-11 and 11 on the season. We have four more games left in this road stretch. The Bulls could come out of this at 500 or above it. Let's see what they do. I think this team is starting to show the improvements in the ways that we do. The OKC game sucked. Right. That was uh, that game sucked, especially down the stretch in which they could have won that game. But I do think we're starting to see this team make some improvements. Let's just see if they be consistent until Jamal's voicemail earlier. If they start implementing a lot of those things, I do think that we'll see a, a huge drastic improvement with the Chicago Bulls team just efficiently and how they've been playing. The fact that the Bulls have beaten the teams that with winning records and lose against the teams with losing records is, is still mind boggling. But hopefully we see that improve and they consistently come along for the Chicago Bulls team. But 
That's it for today's episode of Chicago Bull Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. And see red. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.